Craig's in the house. Hey, he's recording. Craig is recording. Uh, welcome, everyone, to episode four of the Ripple M podcast. Quattro. Qua- the Quattro. And uh, <laughs> hopefully these will be uh, uploaded here very soon and that everybody can enjoy them. Great. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just us talking to each other and recording it. Right. Which it's like is... a qu- quality assurance. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, I mean, kind of weird, but not really. I don't know. Check the tape. <laughs> I remember how you said you didn't like Opeth. Uh, what? What? Oh, shit. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. Uh, episode four. What do we got on the docket today? What have you been listening? Oh. Oh, man, I've been listening to a lot lately, but I will keep it sort of short because I want to save some for later. Okay. But uh first one I have is Goat Burner Extreme Conditions. Mm-hmm. So it's a death metal concept album about climate change. And that, like, the description made me buy it. So. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, you dig it because you're not oh, yeah. super into the DM or the BM. Yeah, I'm definitely a BM guy, but I'm branching yeah. out into the DM. But nice. this one is really cool. Okay. A lot of heavy riffs and the guys just well, I wanna I don't know if you call it singing. <laughs> more more growling. Growling guttural. Yeah. But uh and then lyrically it's uh climate change, global warming. Yeah. It's kind of a uh what do you call it? Pro- progressive album almost. Okay. So concept uh, concept E. Yeah, it was pretty good. Like all the songs were pretty tight, and the drum work was amazing. The riffs were pretty, like really heavy. Like I'd find myself thinking, like it'd be stuck in my head, you know. Yeah. So that was cool. I dug it. Dig it. I dug it. All right. All right. Solid solid five out of seven. All right, five out of seven. (laughs) Like it. (laughs) Perfect. And uh, what else you got? And the next one was Forgotten Winter Vinda. And that one is an atmospheric black metal. Sounded pretty interesting, I thought. And, you know, atmospheric black metal is freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of some uh, atmospheric black. Uh, of course, like some Gallic and uh, such. But yeah. Yeah, I need to get some of theirs on vinyl. Yeah, if you can find it. Uh, I mean, some of them be found pretty easy and then some you actually have to search for yeah Uh, i mean i usually give it a few weeks of searching before i give up and order it but (laughs) yeah yeah uh because i've got uh what is it white gray and white or white and gray whatever it is Hmm. um which is their acoustic album and then um something else in there i don't know i just wanted it for the the white because that's like one of my all-time favorite albums I think oh, I've yeah. listened to that more than probably damn near any other album, period. Damn, son. Yeah. It's uh, so good. And I mean, Agalic was really good, and they came out with this just, like, shifted gears and went a different direction. Whatever other, you know, uh, turb you want to throw out there. And then they came out with this amazing acoustic album. It was just oh. so good. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it when bands experiment a little and do different stuff. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you end up like ACDC. I mean, nothing against them, but they really did do the same thing for like 40 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had the same drums. All I found the, what uh, worked. 
Yeah, they found what worked and they stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, it works better than others. <laughs> but yeah, this one was pretty cool. I mean, I found it when I was uh, searching for patches for my vest. So right. like, I found like a slew of metal album covers in this uh, like dude's shop from Moscow. I'll have to find the link. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I saw... Uh, shout them out in uh, the Instagrams. You. I got like, like bands and patches. So, yep. <laughs> so, so much work on the Instagram. Uh, we need a freaking credit. Need, who's, who's good at social media? We should just hire them. Yeah. We need a uh, coordinator, me- media manager. We'll pay you in beer. <laughs> That's about all we can do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, see. I found this one and a couple others I'll mention on another pod, but the mm-hmm. cover. And, you know, you don't judge a book by a cover, but I went and listened to it and it was freaking great. Yeah, I mean, I do. I do judge albums by their covers. If they have a shitty album cover, I'm probably not going to listen to it. Or the likelihood of me listening to it is less than an album with a pretty awesome cover. Yeah, awesome covers do help, but sometimes like local bands are really scratching mm-hmm. it out. Like if they have a kind of iffy yeah. album cover doesn't necessarily mean they suck. It's just, a, you know, right. might not have True. an artist for a drummer. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, big releases uh, recently. Uh, Opeth has their new kind of proggy. Of course, they're going in that prog kind of mm-hmm. direction. Uh, that came out. Um, I was listening to the new Insomnium. Uh, I really, really love Insomnium. They're that really solid death metal uh mellow death uh hmm. band and uh, i think they're one of the first mellow death bands that i listened i started listening to back in like oh four oh three or four something like that it was in the in the halls of awaiting and it was totally different than anything else i had really heard before and it really caught my ear and i think i was hooked on them for a while uh and then I don't know, probably in the last like five or six years, I kind of stopped listening to them as much. Hmm. And um, it's for me, they're the type of band that consistently puts out uh, just solid music. But I couldn't tell you um, one song from one album and then a different song from a different album. Everything just kind of is so um, the same. It's like homogenous. It's all. You could like pull it out and then throw it back together and jumble it around. I just don't. I don't know. Um, but nothing against that um, because they found a sound that I think really, really works for them. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, they just came out with a new album or coming out with a new album here soon. They've got two singles out right now um, and just solid kind of. Um, like old renaissance almost poetry but with oh. kind of mellow death vibe i really dig it that's pretty cool i think you sent me that one yeah yeah i think i did too i think one of the tracks um and then borknagar borknagar just came out with uh i think it's true north is an album yeah uh, yeah and i almost pre-ordered that album i almost got Ooh. one of the special editions then I was listening to it, and like I'm, I'm gonna contrast what I was saying earlier. Borknagar 
if you listen to one Borknagar, I think that you've listened to all Borknagar. Oh. Uh, so it's like, if you were listening to it the first time, you'd be like, bro, this is great. But if you've been listening to them for a while, you've been like, bro, this is the same thing that I listened to 20 years ago. <laughs> and whereas like Insomnium in contrast is uh, enjoyable and it's still really, really good. Borknagar at first you'll think is um, that avant-garde uh, style that they have is kind of different and nuanced and everything. But once you listen to it for a while, you're just like, ugh, it's, dude, I mean, I don't know if I would need to spend 30 or 40 bucks on the album, you know? Yeah, yeah. I did like that one song you sent, but I mean, if it's going to be kind of homogenous, that's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still good and I'll listen to it. Um, I mean, I might throw uh, some money at their band camp for like the digital, but yeah. I'm definitely, I was, I was torn. I had it in my basket, special edition. It was some colored vinyl. And then I just didn't pull the trigger. I, I couldn't convince myself to do it. What was that other one you sent me, the uh, little cartoon guy one? Um, that is, is it uh, Belzebub's? Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's it. That was pretty yeah. sick. I love the video. <laughs> right. Um, and then it was, yeah, Belzebub's. And they started out as um, a comic, like a comic strip. Hmm. And I think he's been around for like 10 or 15 years just making that comic. And finally has put out um, an album. And uh, similar to Death Clock in a way, he just kind of put together like a, a, a super, not, not necessarily a super group, but a group um, that consists of, you know, just a bunch of different artists that I don't think... Um, you know they weren't. It, I don't know. It's like handpicked. He like handpicked them, put 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 them together. But it's got people in it, like the vocalist from Insomnium. I think oh, yeah. is in there. <laughs> Dan Swano, I think, did the uh, mixing for it. And of course, Dan Swano is a pretty big name in the the mellow death uh, community. So yeah, and and then uh, I was watching the review for it on um banger tv and they fucking like destroyed it basically really? but I, I you know and it was kind of like they didn't get what it was about because i think it's kind of poking fun at black metal and death metal while at yeah. the same time still embracing it you know yeah. um yeah. and they just kind of were like i don't i don't think that Maybe it was just that they didn't want to acknowledge it or or have it registered out there. But I was like, whatever, man. And it's funny, too, because you can read in the comments in that YouTube video, and they're, like, <laughs> destroying Banger TV. Because they're like, oh, bro, why, why would you do this? Like, <laughs> everything that, you know, they're talking about or they're against is what Bezelbubs was just poking fun at. It's supposed to be lighthearted and fun. And, yeah. Black metal is not lighthearted or fun. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, but in the face of conformity, I ended up pre or uh, ordering that vinyl. 
So, oh, those oh, you, yeah, you're, you're such a, a sheep. You're a sheep, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm a poser. <laughs> nah, I liked it. Yeah, I, I mean, really enjoyed I, it. I thought it was great. I get the roots. I mean, I'm actually reading um, what is it, Lords of Chaos about black metal, right? But uh, so like they were, they did take themselves really seriously. But I mean, I love the music, obviously. Yeah. But I'm also not a kind of person that takes things super serious. Mm-hmm. So like seeing somebody poke fun at something I like, well, you know, it's funny, right? But I mean, it was a good video. The song I thought sounded pretty cool. I mean, you should just be able to laugh at. Yeah, it doesn't. Not yourself, everything has you know? to be uh, just the grim, dark, serious all the time. Because then you get the DC universe. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if I start a metal band, I'll just make. I'll call it Martha. Yeah, Martha. I mean, I wouldn't um, really then, need to try either. I just like go for my best Ben Affleck imitation. There's exactly metal, metal voice. Yep. Uh, and then one more. Uh, it's kind of like a Mellow Death um, release time because Omnium Gatherum just put out or is putting out a new album here soon. I I can't remember if they they've got a few singles out for it. I think it's Chaos Sphere is the album. Um, and Omnium Gatherum is another like just solid mellow death band that um you know they they found their groove and they're in that groove um and they haven't really had to change it up too much um but it's another good uh release from them i think as well nice yeah we're gonna talk about that other one you sent me which one is that oh you know (laughs) the one we lambasted i don't remember uh yeah, Which one? Infected Rain. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, new metal, people. New uh, metal hasn't gone away, apparently. Yeah. If you're into uh, it, it's out there. Yeah, um, it's it just went to the Ukraine, I think. I think they're Ukrainian. <laughs> Infected <laughs> Rain. That's, uh, where we, that's where we kicked Fred Durst after the late yeah. <laughs> Uh Well, then he made that shitty movie, apparently, with John Travolta. What? Um, yeah, he made some movie with John Travolta, uh, where he's like some fanboy stalker. Oh god. Yeah. Uh and it <laughs> the like, the pictures of that movie look horrible. Uh, and I think uh I had read that like it made I think five people nationwide went and saw that movie. Oh jeez. Well I'm not really surprised. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, I don't know, like after uh, Nick Cage did Mandy, I think he's got a pass now so we can start like putting John Travolta in that slot because that guy hasn't made a good movie in decades. God, John, he's just he's just terrible. Him and his Scientology. Uh, yeah, you can take uh, that and shove it. <laughs> the Fanatic is what it's uh, called. Um, apparently holding a steady 18 uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, big oof. Seven- Seventeen percent on Metacritic. Um, Let's see here. It made three thousand one hundred and fifty-three dollars in the box office. Oh, ka-ching, man! <laughs> so that so at least will go. finance a very cheap sequel. Yeah. Um, uh, Wikipedia does not have how much it cost. So, well, I mean, Travolta probably sucked that whole budget up. Yeah, um, I mean, I bet I bet Durst is, has got some money too. I mean, he's got to have yeah. some money. Unless he threw it all away when he was like, 
I don't know. How many red hats do you think he bought? Right? Yeah, that's true. A lot. A lot of hats and a lot of khakis. Brown khakis. Oh, so many khakis. <laughs> uh, I still, you know, it's it's almost 2020, and anytime I wear brown pants that are, like, khaki-like, you know, uh, I wonder if people look at me and be like, oh, he's trying to be Fred Durst. Like, that is still a stigma <laughs> that is in my head. <laughs> he kept the khaki game afloat. Right? Doctors yeah. would have went under, but he saved it. <laughs> Single-handedly. Um, but yeah, infected rain. Um, yeah, I, mean, I did not like by, it. <laughs> I want to say Nuclear Blast picked them up. Yeah. Um, wasn't a fan. I mean, they, yeah, you couldn't even last a whole video, right? No, no, I tried, but I just. Because oh. I mean, there's it starts audience, out. The audience is there because those YouTube comments were talking about it like it was freaking amazing. Yeah, well, there were seven. So. Yeah. <laughs> those seven people <laughs> fucking dug the shit they out of it. They really, really liked it. It was probably all the people that are like related to <laughs> some <laughs> like, members in the band. Yeah, that and a few roadies. <laughs> oh god! But yeah, like, because I, I, I'd seen the buzz. Um, people were talking about it on Facebook, or whatever. Wow. And uh, I was like, all right, I'll check it out. It came through my, you know, recommendations in YouTube. Popped it on, and I started listening to it. And I'm like, okay, all right. And then there's that almost corn esque uh, rhythm and that kind of that guitar. Like, yeah. um, yeah, that was like this, a early corn ripoff. Yeah, I was like, this, this, this sounds familiar. Why does it sound familiar? <laughs> it's you know what it reminds me of now that I think about it. It looks like corn with the chick from Flyleaf, and I didn't like them either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh, I was like, is is this new metal? Is wait, is this fucking new metal? How? Like, oh, when? I thought we were done. Like, thanks, algorithm. <laughs> thanks, yeah. YouTube. Thanks, YouTube. Just oh, trying to peruse YouTube. some good metal. Give me some you like fucking... Op- you like Opeth. You'll like this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're from Europe area, so hey. you're fine. Shit, why not? <laughs> uh, one more album on my side was... I found a band called Acid Witch. Oh, right, right, right. I don't know if you've heard them, have you? Uh, I think I listened to them a little bit once you uh, had talked about them. Yeah, nice. Uh, the one I found at first was Evil Sound Screamers. Definitely stoner doom, kind of like a Halloween creepy theme. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like Rob Zombie, but more fucked up music-wise. So. Perfect. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I dug it. What was that other one? There was another one. Um, as I found some channel, it was like 666 Mountain Doom or something. I think I sent <laughs> that to you as well. I thought that you would appreciate it. One. Um, because of the channel name. Yeah, uh, and then I had just a cool, again, a cool album cover. Hmm. I can uh, tell it was. Was uh, Black Sire. Ooh. Uh, I, I think I sent that to you. Um, it, it's like kind of the uh, tower. It's a black and white tower. Got the orange background. But it's uh, got kind of a uh, doom you know, stoner doom kind of vibe to it, I think. Nice. But it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. And it loves me some doom metal. 
Yeah, it has like um, kind of the early sword uh, Black Sabbath vibe. Yeah, I really enjoyed it though. Nice. Black Sire. And then, of course, uh, that channel too. I'm finding more and more uh, YouTube channels that I'll just go through and cycle through. Um, yeah, that's a good source. Like, you can get lost in a hole. Yeah. Uh, I find I think... my stuff in weird spots, like just like meme comments or, you know, Etsy <laughs> patch <laughs> yeah, stores. Because <laughs> you're more on Reddit um, yeah. and I am not. I'm more on the. Well, now, like, I'll do YouTube while I, I have some free time, but. You cruising that Pinterest, bro? Yeah, yeah. I got Pinterest no. app, you know. Gotta you got to make sure that I'm up on my home uh, aesthetics. <laughs> Live, laugh, love, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, do that up in yeah. a metal font. <laughs> I think that, uh, uh, yeah, YouTube is a good source. Um, and, of course, when when you have it, Spotify is great. But Spotify has to work through their deals and all of that and copyright. Whereas YouTube, people just throw fucking music up there, and you're like, "All right, cool." So it doesn't, you know, there's not enough as many hoops to jump through. I think until, or unless somebody is like, "Hey, that's my music. Take that down or pay me." One of the yeah, those are usually bigger bands, I'd guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, yeah, I think the lower bands, or lower bands, the smaller bands, um, or less known <laughs> bands. I think it helps them because fucking. I'm not gonna. I would never have heard of Black Sire otherwise. Yeah, I mean they yeah. probably like they get some hits. They're like, oh hell yeah, yeah. Um, and then and it uh, also directs you to the like their band camps most times. So like right these days, it's like if you like somebody, more people are willing to support them. Exactly. Yeah, and we we talked about that before. How uh, metal fans will usually, if it's an album's like five bucks, at least a digital album, they'll kick it that five bucks just so that they support that artist because we understand how small a revenue, you know, uh, yeah. the band members pull in. So yeah, I got to keep them afloat. Got to float what you like. Exactly. Exactly. Which is cool. I mean, big uh, music labels, they were a, freaking leech on good bands for years so mm-hmm. like you right. like this band like i want to you know explore <laughs> yeah and then, that's a big problem i have with people that bitch about music that like oh there's no good music these days it's like no you're just lazy yeah like, exactly it's how, out there how, yeah how often do you find you try to find new music oh you know never oh okay then you're you not the dude gonna that, find good new music yeah like the dudes that like oh i only listen to led zeppelin and like, yeah, I mean, I do too. I've Zeppelin right. tattoos, but like, you got to remember too the music that was bad back then. It isn't out anymore. Like, it's just it sucked then, and they dropped it. So, right, yeah. People are like, oh, it's so much better back then. I was like, yeah, you got some really killer bands that came out, but there was a mountain of shit. Like, go to yeah. a flea market and look through a record bin. Like, there's plenty of garbage. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like now. I mean, it's the, for every one. Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath you found, there was like a hundred or two hundred just shit bands that were putting out terrible music. <laughs> it was like that um that Beavis and Butthead video I sent you where these ripping on <laughs> heavy metal. Like, yeah. There's some bands in there I've never heard of and I'm never gonna listen to because it did suck. Yeah. So, I'm pretty like, sure I heard of all of them. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is that? <laughs> yeah. Like Beavis is uh, right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god, I used to watch that. Man, that was like that was classic MTV. Oh hell yeah! I actually bought their complete series because I was wandering a Walmart, found it for like ten bucks. So I was like, I can't not buy that. Hey, like, yeah, that's a deal. That is a deal, sir. Hell yeah, that was the best deal I made last year. Man, I mean, the uh, wife didn't agree, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I can understand. Uh, I can understand that. You gotta watch right, them first. Um, <laughs> let me uh, go get a new can of. I'm drinking cider because it's really hot out, and I was walking around earlier out in the Good. sun. Well, I'd, um, make, I'd make hipster jokes, but I'm drinking an IPA. An IPA, of course. IPA. Um, but yeah, let me go get a new can, and then uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about some movies. Yeah, I'm gonna grab one too. All right, man. Brb, lol. All right, I'm back. I'm here. Oh my. oh my! All right, welcome back. Hey, everybody, welcome back. We're back with um, drinks, and we're going to talk about some movies now. Yeah, what you drinking first? Um, I am drinking this uh, Teton Cider Works. Oh, from Washington State. Huh, go hey, figure. Hell yeah. Um, but it's an apricot cider. Ooh, fancy. And it's uh, 6.9%. Usually, you know, I don't think ciders are that uh strong most of the time yeah but um you know figure i trick this out i was drinking a two towns uh ninja ginger earlier <laughs> so of course you would <laughs> yeah, <of> course. <laughs> mm. let's see the first one i have is uh called bitter monk it's belgian okay. style double double ipa with oh shit bet better anamites <laughs> I don't know. Br- sure it is. And I'm like, it, yeah. It's got this long word in it, so it, it tastes good. Trust me. It's like uh, na- nanomites. <laughs> Fucking an- Iron Man. <laughs> Nanobites. Iron Man beers. Yeah, this one is a 9% alcohol and 100 IBUs, so it's pretty bitter. Nice. But I mean, hence the name. Right. It's from Anchorage Brewing Company, so I'll give you a wild guess where that's from. Oh, yeah. Good old AK. Anchorage, Wisconsin. Anchorage, yeah. Anchorage, (laughs) Florida. Hey. Yeah. It's from AK. Your neck of the woods. Yeah, buddy. My second beer is my last internight from Stone. So Of course. Of course. Put one down for, you know, James, even though he's kicking it. (laughs) Yeah, he probably wouldn't appreciate that. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Um, and then on that topic, um, so James Hetfield canceled or postponed, or well, not James Hetfield. Metallica postponed their Australian tour leg because James went into rehab. Um, and we were talking about that earlier. And then I guess a bunch of people have been like kind of out in the metal community have been reaching out in support of tweeting or whatever. 
you know, you know, like you do when you're a celebrity. Um, yeah. But in support of uh, James, you know, getting the help that he needs. And yeah, uh, hope he gets better. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about that before when, you know, uh, uh, touring, you know, I'm sure everybody always says touring isn't easy. And of course, you know, back in the early days, Alcoholica and all of the alcohol that they would be going through, you mm-hmm. know, they're probably getting that, that habit, you know, that tour habit of partying or, or whatever else it probably isn't easy. But, um, I was reading, um, and I, I want to say it was on metal sucks where they were talking about, uh, Randy Blythe from, uh, Lamb of God. He, uh, said that James Hetfield basically, uh, single-handedly helped him get sober, um, during mm-hmm. their tour together. Cause I guess, uh, Randy was going through like, you know, stints of being on tour and just drinking, you know, loads and loads and loads, but he was also not happy. And James kind of reached out and helped him like for the first month, he said he was just kind of coddling him and, and, and really, really there helping Randy deal with, you know, uh, kind of the, uh, getting that, that first part, those first steps of, of on the road to getting sober. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not one of those things that you really see in metal because of course, metal is just a bunch of real tough guys all the time, you know? <laughs> um, so it was really cool to see uh, that, especially from somebody really notable like Lamb of God and Randy Blythe, and, um, but also somebody that a lot of people think that you know, Lamb of God is just kind of, you know, I, I guess kind of like tough guy metal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, it, yeah, it was pretty cool to uh, read and then learn about. Yeah. The support system, I mean, it's always really necessary for things like that. And if anybody out there is listening, you can get help. It doesn't make you a wuss. Right. Yeah, definitely. If you need help, get your help. You know, if yeah, you gotta, there's hotlines out there now. There's forums or websites. Um, you know, reach out to a friend. Do what you need to do to get the help you need. Uh, there's no shame in that at all. Hell no. And the faster you get better, the faster you can dig into metal, you know? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, speaking of tough guys, uh, you went and Ooh. saw Rambo the other night. Oh, God, did I see Rambo. <laughs> I and how did that go? Um, it wasn't my favorite Rambo. Yeah. I mean, the whole time I think I laughed at things I shouldn't have anyway. But <laughs> yeah. Um... Let's see. It was directed by Adrian Grunberg. And it stars Sylvester Stallone, Sergio what? Perez. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Sly was in that? Huh. Kind of waiting for that reboot where they get Shia LaBeouf playing. <laughs> God. Make <No>. him Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to pick up the Indiana Jones Oh, my mantle, God. But that that movie. Up- the Rambo mantle. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let me do this, so uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, the director, I guess he is known for Jack Reacher. Never go back, which I didn't see because fuck it. Uh, but, yeah, he was an assistant director there. He did get the Gringo with Mel Gibson, which I didn't see either. You didn't miss much. 
He was the assistant director on Apocalypto. And that, was, that was a pretty brutal movie. Yeah. So was he just in like really big-ish names with big names attached to it? Uh, big-ish movies with big names attached to them? Because Apocalypto... Like he was like, in a bunch of them. Like if he directed a few smaller ones, but the bigger ones, he was an assistant director. So it looks like Rambo Last Blood was his big turn as a gotcha. bigger movie. Mm-hmm. Direction-wise, huh. like... I wouldn't really burn him for it. I mean, it's an action movie. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't go with a shaky cam bullshit. Like, I wasn't... Like, like, you watch a Bourne movie and you feel motion sickness. This one didn't give me that. Like, it had some... Like, you know, it's just kind of a generic action movie. Right. Which sucks. Uh, And you and I were talking about this before, how, like, the first Rambo was... it, It was made for a reason, basically, you know? Go, yeah, and had a definite it. message. Yeah, it was Vorvet coming home, getting oppressed, uh, yeah, all the shit, shit that, on. Exactly. And then it just has become that, uh, just another generic action popcorn movie with yeah. no message. And I had problems like, I have to go back and rewatch him now because I was sitting there and he has like a family in this one, which is like a Hispanic lady and their, uh, their niece. And I mm-hmm. don't, I don't think he was like married to this chick. I think it was like some kind of family. They didn't explain it at all. So I was like, who the fuck? Oh, yeah. are these? And I was pretty sure in one of the movies he explained that I don't have any family. Like right. it seems, seems like the kind of cliche they'd use in a Rambo movie. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where the fuck they came from. Like, like characters kind of came and went. Didn't matter a whole lot. Nor, nor like they were like kind of flat the whole time and this kind of served to get him moving into his murderous rage. God, I, I, I hate that. Like I want like purpose. I want actual yeah. purpose and, and like, uh, yeah, there's a purpose so far as like, um, without giving up too much, like a girl goes to Mexico. Oh God, mm-hmm. Mexico is basically a third world nation. And this thing right. immediately gets kidnapped and thrown into human trafficking. So of Rambo, course. Rambo's got to go Rambo it. Right. I mean, that's what happens right when you step across the border into Mexico. You you get human trafficked. Yeah, you're you're just thrown into a, yeah. You're fucked literally. Like, don't go. (laughs) Uh Also, I was really wondering because their ranch was in Arizona, from what I gathered, and the Mexican town they had to go to was on the fucking coast. It's pretty far away. Yeah, like geologically speaking, it doesn't yeah, take I mean, a night's drive to get there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm no geologist, but I'm pretty sure that yeah. most of the Arizona Mexico border, uh, yeah, in that's probably it's probably like the least of my gripes. But yeah. I just didn't like there was like there was definitely the seed of a better movie. <laughs> I think when there right. was a Paz Vega was in it, totally wasted. But, um, she was an investigative reporter investigating this human trafficking ring. And I was like, dude, that's, I told the wife when I got home, I was like, the difference between this and a better movie was like, they focused on the wrong shit. Yeah. Like, they turned it into a blood gore fest when they could have like made a good dramatic movie with Paz Vega as an investigative reporter investigating these human traffickers. Mm-hmm. And have like Rambo supporting and being the I mean, muscle of. It just couldn't. But, have, it didn't need to be a Rambo movie in that case, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Like I don't know. Like I mean, Rambo did Rambo at the end when 
Mm-hmm. Like he turned into Kevin McAllister and set traps and fucked fucked up yeah. a bunch of dudes. But you expect that. Like that's really the only did reason you go to these Rambo movies. A bow. <laughs> he did. Okay. Action movie wise, like it did satisfy your Rambo need. Like, yeah, he fucking once he started kicking ass, it's like, yeah, he went full Rambo and this dude's like in his seventies. He's still <sighs> fucking jacked. He just looks like a goddamn like they carved him out of something. He just Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I mean I'm not sure if he's on roids. Did he, did he do roids back in the day? I think he admitted to it and he's like, I gotta do it because like there's no way he can keep up. Huh. When don't quote me on that, I'd have to clarify. I'm not even sh- I think Arnold did too when he was doing his movie stuff. Like he didn't do it when he was doing competitions. Right. Yeah, he I may, think he may have for his movies just because he's not like competing in a, a Mr. Olymp or Mr. Universe or whatever. But like, you know, you you're doing movies. You got to look ridiculously jacked. Right. Um, At least in the fucking 80s. Let's see. So apparently. Yeah. So Arnold did. Arnold was a user. Yeah. Um, so I guarantee and, you Sly was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let's. Which, to, you know, um, it's that unrealistic standard they put out, but like, yeah, I, I have a soft spot for really shitty 80s action movies. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. It's what I grew up on. Like, the bloodier, the better. Like, Commando objectively isn't a good movie, but it's, it's fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, you know, that was a thing. Like, back in the back in the day, I think they kind of faded out in probably the early to mid 90s. There was those '80s action movies, and they did. I think they carried over into the, you know, the the decade after. But it was yeah. not because now, um, and there's a talk of the movies now have to be. Uh, they're either uh, two dollar movies that, mm-hmm. or, you know, are that win hearts and minds of people, or uh, they're blockbuster world. Yeah event saving you know uh everybody's gonna die i have to save everything type of movie 200 million dollars and so but in the 80s it was a different time and there were kind of that mid-level movies being made where commando and um what was uh fucking anything like cobra cobra Uh, that's right yeah that's what i was just trying to think of but yeah, yeah like you know, you don't really get those anymore. I guess in that context, this really did fit in kind of, it was a throwback, definitely, now that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I just think it could have been done a little better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't go into fucking Rambo expecting a dramatic turn from right. Sly. Like, I need to talk right. about my fucking feelings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now that I'm but, thinking about it, I think that, uh, it is kind of weird to say it, but Fast and the Furious movies are a really good um, example of those kind of movies. The first Fast and the Furious. Um, mm. the, Brian Spilder needs to take down some local gang that is stealing TVs. Okay. Uh, who gives fast a forward. Shit? Yeah. Fast <laughs> forward to nowadays, and there's talk of them going to space. And, yeah. you know. When you watch like the very first movie and uh, 
you know, right. Vin Diesel I... is ripping off semis, and now he's fighting fucking <laughs> some Russian army. <laughs> but but that's like that's how extravagant movies have gotten now. Um, yeah. There's no more of that low budget, low end kind of safe movie. Everything has to be balls out. Uh, be it costs so much money because then the movie companies get so much money in return. You know that's what they're that's what they want. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. But... I even and then even thinking with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger being uh, making. Whatever the the one movies that Sly does now, um, he did. Uh, I mean, obviously, Rambo: Last Blood. He did. Right. Uh, fuck Creed. He was in Creed and Creed. He was too. in Creed. That one's um, actually good. I like Creed. I haven't seen the second one yet. What's the um? It's a fucking like the kind of the the throwback movies that uh, they've made. The the Expendables. Expendables. Yeah, the Expendables. So. The Expendables should be, uh, you know, that old school 80s vibe. And they do have it. But in the same breath, they're like, we're going to get every motherfucker who is in every movie ever. They're <laughs> coming in this movie. Like, it can't just be Sylvester Stallone. Right. Yeah. So they have to go balls out that way. Yeah. I mean, to like, you guess you can appreciate it because it was cool seeing all them in one movie. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it was, it bad, was just a totally ridiculous, but... over the top action flick. No, it's like you kind of got to, like, you got to yeah. catch their attention out there. Like, you can't just have Arnold fucking lifting a thousand right. pound log anymore. Yeah, he can't be <laughs> uh, Hercules in New York anymore. Got he it. has to. Who do you think and... they'd cast? Like, if they did uh, like Total Recall again. Like there is no fucking yoked <laughs> action hero. Any- well, like, um, I mean, the Rock, he's about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't um, want to see him in a fucking. No. <laughs> didn't they? They cast Colin Farrell. <laughs> God. <don't> recall. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot they did. <laughs> it was, was that like, bad. Yeah. He wasn't uh, even that big in Total Recall. And well, you got Jason Momoa, who is also in. Um, what did he? He did Conan. You know, that's or one Conan. of Conan. Now that you've reminded me that it was remade, that's one of the few movies I've turned off. Yeah. It's the not remake. Good. Yeah, no, it wasn't was like, good. About ten minutes in, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like uh I, I'm not sure if there's like the renaissance, like the coming back of the big man um in movies. Because you know, in the seventies and eighties and kind of into the nineties there was like, oh yeah, you've got your Arnold's and Sylvester, he's not massive. Like he wasn't a huge no. dude, but he was he's still like, sure. he was a muscular dude. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, like he was fucking shredded in a right. Rambo three. Right. Right. And then in uh Rocky, you know, he was, he was a, you know, a pretty like muscular fit dude. Yeah. Um, and we kind of had like, we've had dudes like, you know, Daniel Craig or Vin Diesel. They're not huge. Right. But, they're still in shape. Yeah. Like, yeah, the only one I can think of. Yeah, the only one I can think of is The Rock, and like he makes fucking movies hand over fist. Like he does anything. Right. So. Yeah, I would say either The Rock or Jason Momoa. Um, yeah, but that's Jason that's Momoa. Really is, he's pretty big. I don't think he's as like bulky as The Rock is. Mm-hmm. But he definitely could uh, 
I think he's honestly going more like actor, regular actor route. Like he's in Dune. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I'm stoked for that one. But, yeah. Well, Dune is, man. I'm super one, like, excited for that fucking. Like that's on the flip side. Like fucking everybody's in that, but you know, it's going to be good. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that everybody's in that um, and not to be like balls out, but be like, hey, you're really, really good. Let's put you into this movie because yeah. we're making this movie and we want like, you know, just every good actor that we can get. And then uh, Dennis Villanueva. Oh, yeah, he's so good. He hasn't done a bad movie. No, nah, man. I mean, I love Sicario. Arrival yeah. was amazing. I loved oh, yeah. uh, Arrival was so good. And then, 20, of course, 2049. Fuck. Yeah, that was so good. Probably one of my favorite movies. That was such an amazing movie. And I, people will be like, oh, that Blade Runner, blah, blah, blah. Like, they'll hammer on it or they'll shit on it. And I'm like, I, I've, I've, you're dead to me. I don't even know who the fuck you are, but you're dead to me now. <laughs> well, good thing I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like good. A, I was really worried about it because, like, a lot of these late term sequels they come out with, like, they really fall flat, but that one really, yeah. really held up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it was, you know, it's really hard to, do to ask somebody to try to you know make it happen and i understand that but for him to come through it it was what like made 20 or 30 years after the original blade runner and it be kind of a sequel but also stand on its own legs without being a true sequel you know it wasn't like harrison ford is is still in it as a main character you know Um, it makes sense right yeah, it's not like, you know, the Rocky Rocky movies. Like Rocky is the main character and you have, you know, Apollo's son there, right? So, yeah. It's kind of not the a true quote-unquote sequel, but it's still a sequel in that it's, you know, it carrying on the story and everything else that's going on. You know, I was super um, happy because like Blade Runner is as like the original is one of my favorite movies of all time, so. Yeah, it's a great movie. Great fucking movie seriously good movie but yeah looking forward to dune like Dennis dennis villanueva yeah he's just i man and like i think that he gets you know he's not trying to um like overstep um, nah. with any of the material whenever he's making something yeah i think he like like he does huge movies but he is really good at like keeping it tight yeah like it's it's like you have a tendency to get a newer director and they give them like a fucking huge movie. Right. And they just want to shove everything in it because like, oh, I got a, I got this big expectation on me, but right. like Denny, he really kind of keeps it focused, even though it is a fucking massive movie. Like it still right. has a definite focus. So he keeps the story going. It's not like superfluous or I guess the best, exp- like the best uh, comparison is like what happened with a, uh, Last Jedi, where I think the dude oh. just was like thinking of all this cool shit he could do with a Star Wars movie, but he wasn't really focused on it as much as he should have been. Right. And then also didn't read the previous or see the previous movie. Yeah. You think about it. He's just like, oh, or I he like thought, oh, I can just throw this out and it'll be really cool. Like, yeah. Like, no. Like, no. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, Dune. <laughs> but- The cast at Dune. What do you got? You got Oscar Isaac of Star Wars fame and many other movies. What he was in, um, uh, Deus Ex Machina, 
Oh, that was um, great. X, X Machina, not Deuce X Machina. No. That's a video X game. Machina. That's a X great Machina. Movie. Yeah, great movie. And these uh, and a few other movies. Uh, you got Josh Brolin, um, uh, Thanos himself. Uh, <laughs> you've got a Skarsgård in there. I don't know which one. Stellan Skarsgård. He's one probably related to. Yeah, all of Dave Bautista. Now we're talking about big dudes. Dave Bautista. I I don't think he's as huge, uh, at least now, uh, physically, yeah. as like The Rock. But man, Bautista back in the day, he was actually. I didn't watch a whole lot of wrestling, but he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, yeah. But I think that he has made such a great transition, and it might be you were talking about Jason Momoa is trying to do more of the actual acting. I think yeah. that he's kind of following Batista. Yeah, um, that's a good Batista's, point because Batista's fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, Batista's huge, and he's also been trying to do. You know, he got lucky and and got into Guardians of Galaxy, but then he's Damn. also done uh, kind of like a few like lower key. He was in you know Blade Runner. Shit. Yeah, I mean he was in Blade Runner, and he wasn't like it. He wasn't capitalizing on his size. That like yeah, he he fucked up. What's his face? But yeah, you know, hey. uh, yeah, it, it it wasn't like I'm the biggest motherfucker around. Like, no, he was this uh, old ex, you know, military guy. He was uh, a uh, what the fuck do they call? Yeah, it was like a medic replicant. He was a replicant. Yeah, yeah. But he, you know, he was more focused on his actual acting than him just being, you know, a the rock. And just being like, I'm gonna fuck you up, and you know, throwing yeah. like, I'm gonna beat you like a Cherokee drum. You know, there wasn't <laughs> any of those. There wasn't any of those lines being thrown around. That's he was problematic. Like quiet, That's right. problematic. <laughs> he, go yeah, take it. it up with Fast and the Furious. I didn't come up with uh, that line. <laughs> Don't blame us. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Jason Momoa also mm-hmm. in Dune. And oh, it's uh, gonna be so good. Javier Javier Bardem is it oh, Javier? Javier Javier. I don't know. Javier. Javier? I'm gonna Javier? say Javier. Okay, Javier. I'm, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I'm probably wrong too. I'm probably he's another one of those. Same. He's another one of those actors. Like he, I don't think I've seen him in a movie where I didn't like him. But my my honestly my favorite role he was ever in was in a No Country for Old Men. God. Fucking Anton, that movie. Anton Sugar. <laughs> like, oh my god, I love that movie. <laughs> I remember when it came out and everybody was just raving about it. And then I watched it and I just I was just like, this is boring and pointless. And I fucking uh, hate it. Definitely more of a character study. Like there wasn't action. Like it, the action that happened, you didn't really see it. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. Like, in my defense, listeners, I like character study movies. Um, I just didn't like No Country for Old Men. I thought it was a pointless fucking movie. I don't know. I, there was things I liked about it, like yeah. you know the whole. And I, I'm probably the, the only story. person. Yeah, I'm probably the only person who doesn't like that movie. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I forgive you. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing, like even in down to the part where you realize there was basically no soundtrack like it just made it that much creepier because he was right. such a fucking creep in that movie <laughs> yeah like yeah, you gotta admit was. that much it's fucking terrifying like if that yeah, guy was I mean, after you i'm i'm just fucking i don't know what i do yeah I mean, he's uh, so psychotic you're, you're fucked <laughs> i mean he did a really good job um in the villain 
uh, or as the villain in uh, that one Bond movie. Yeah. Uh, Skyfall? Skyfall, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Awesome. And I'm like a, a big Bond fan. Yeah, uh, I got he, that box set with all of them in it. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Blu-ray? Yeah, Blu-ray. Blu-ray. I yeah, keep up with that shit. It was one yeah, of my I've favorite series. I remember watching Gold, Goldfinger when I was a kid. Like, yeah. What do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't expect that. Shit. Like, oh, um, my God. Oh, and then I saw, uh, of course, so many fanboys uh, are just losing their shit over some 007 being a black woman. Oh, God, get over it. (laughs) So so many people. And because the original headlines that were coming out were like, oh, the new Bond is going to be a black woman. But but then it was they misquoted, basically, or mis you know, uh, it's like appropriate, a like, off, wasn't it? Right. She's the new 007. Yeah. She's not James Bond. Yeah. Right? Like, she's fuck. just taking up the mantle of the double O and not like per canon. If you think like it, it's up for debate, if it's the same, if James Bond is James Bond or if it's, uh, I have a fuck. Like if you just consider each character a different iteration, right. but right. you know, you can go on forever. And that doesn't mean you're not going to get your stuffy fucking white guy Englishman again. Like, <laughs> right? It's okay. It'll happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I just ah, uh, but yeah, I saw some uh, some clips I mean, of if that. The, if the movie's bad, the movie's bad. If the movie's yeah, good, right. just accept it and move on and stop fucking crying. <laughs> yeah, stop being such a fucking snowflake. Like, yeah. guess what? There's women in the world too, and they can act and do things yeah. and be an action. Honestly, role. like, what was that one that Charlie Theron was in, where it was a atomic blonde? Mm. Like, that was, that was basically James Bond. That was a great fucking movie. Yeah, like a lot of action. She kicked ass. She got her ass kicked. Like she yeah. came back. I, and yeah, um, James McAvoy, he's always good. <laughs> yeah, he was great in that movie. Dirty. Um, little I shit. think they're supposed to be coming out with a sequel. I think. Mm. Not surprised. It was really good. There's like, yeah, there's so, I mean, there's that one. Uh, there's a movie that's on my, my two watch list. Um, Anna, I think is what it's called. That looks mm. really good. But I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, when, when there's a movie of some trick, uh, some woman and she's beating uh, people's asses, I yeah. don't understand how you can not think that that's badass. That's fucking great. Yeah, man, like, let the ladies kick some butt. Yeah, let them. Let them beat the shit out of each other, and you you don't get excited about that, then... Yeah, dude, like, I guarantee you, if I picked a fight with my wife, she'd kick the shit out of me. Like, oh, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she gave me the thumbs up, it happened. Nice, yeah, I mean, I don't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. no. She runs <laughs> fucking marathons, dude, I'm done. Like, I can't even run away. <laughs> she uh, has run over a thousand days in a row. Yeah, she did a thousand. I think she's gonna cut it there because she's doing school personal right, pers- personal life update. But she's she did a thousand right. days of running, and that ain't no small feat. Not not just a thousand days of running, a thousand no. days straight. Yeah, no straight. breaks, no, no breaks, breaks every fucking day running. Like, like no. that just made me tired. Even shit <sighs> I like, I can't do for a thousand days straight. Exactly. <laughs> like God, like. PlayStation's great, but I need a fucking rest. 
yeah, like I'll watch some like, you know, YouTube channel and they might put out content every day, but I don't watch it every fucking day. I'll uh, catch up every like third day. I'll be like, I, love Man, I fucking TV. love this shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ugh. Um, one more movie. Well, actually, I guess two movies like um, mm. I saw trailers for one was Midway. And for oh, a, yeah. a little bit, I was like, holy shit, did they redo fucking Pearl Harbor? <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, um, Pearl Harbor, like, had a bit of action and a lot of sappy bullshit. So it's like, oh, like, don't do this to me. Like, I can't do this again. But it looked pretty good. Like, it had some really sick looking dog fights. It and actually that. looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as popcorn movies go. And, like, I don't think they make the epic war movies like they used to back in the 60s yeah, they, and 70s. they don't really um and we I, get and movies I, every now and then where it's like zero dark 30 or like ugh. war movies nowadays like you don't you're not supposed to glorify war but the right war movie genre back then definitely had its own zeal to it like mm-hmm. got these old gruff men like ugh, we might lose this battle men but we gotta do it and yeah, right. we're going to take it to the, like yeah, it's like you got your John Wayne's, like your Iwo Jima's and your yeah, you know, Elvis Presley <laughs> war movies. Even <clears throat> then, like anti war movies, like you still had fucking dudes just with their swinging nuts. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, Midway like, looks that, pretty interesting. I saw that trailer and at first I wanted to not like it because I was just like, Oh, here we go again, just the yeah. same old generic war movie but it actually looked pretty uh pretty good i think yeah i mean if it i'm i mean i do i'm a slight history buff i guess you'd say but Mm. i don't know a whole lot about midway so it would be interesting to like read up on it or listen to some history pods and go check the movie Um, out you know there's a few movies that you could watch (laughs) oh fuck i'm sure there's tons of movies i think there's one called midway midway yeah, believe it or not. Yeah. Well, you know how it is with Hollywood and true stories. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this this tiny bit happened, but we're gonna interject a lot of explosions. <laughs> was Torah 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 midway as well? Oh shit, that might have been. But that was like Gregory Peck, right? Um let's see. Well the screenplay was by uh some some little known guy um by the name of Akira Kura, Kura. Oh shit! That's one of the few A- of his I haven't A- seen. Akira Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Yeah, Kurosawa. So he I was love he did Kurosawa. a screenplay. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's fucking interesting. <laughs> so there you that's go. Funny. Yeah. So, um, so it was just the attack on Pearl Harbor. Ah. Not necessarily midway. Okay. Well, I still haven't seen that. I I might have that in my collection. I have some old movies. I'm sure if uh, you wait until December, yeah. you probably show it on like AMC or yeah. TBS. You just fucking rent it off Amazon <laughs> or that too. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, Kurosawa is great. I could go on uh, forever for Kurosawa. Yeah, we should just do a whole podcast about Akira Kurosawa. Like you wouldn't have Star Wars. You wouldn't have just so many. Between him and Igmar Bergman, like, you're, you're screwed, bro. There is no movies. Uh, just fuck. 
The, One of these days, I'm going to buy that Criterion collection with Igmar Bergman's movies in it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to feel bad doing it because it's not cheap, but goddamn, it's a cool set. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many. I was watching, like, there's that Akira Kurosawa documentary. Yeah. Um, what's that? Because uh, I was watching that and they were talking about his filmmaking style and how he was like um, doing all the different points of view in one of the movies. And then another one, he was how he'd make movies and get reactions from people. Just fucking, he was amazing. And it's so, Oh dude, like you can watch seven samurai. I mean, it's a long fucking movie, but it's all the points. That's one of my favorites. I love that movie. And it was um, Hidden Fortress, like, dude, the ambience in that movie is just creepy. I mean, he was making movies in what? Uh, you know, way back in what? The 50s. Rashomon yeah. was made in, in 1950, Seven Samurai made in 54. Um, mm-hmm. And he was just, for for him, you know, movies were still kind of in their infancy then. Yeah, uh, and when you talk about like foreign movies, they're like they had even less resources yeah. to do it. Like all they yeah, would have, definitely. And for him to just create just amazing stories, and how um, he would have so many different layers in the story itself. Uh, yeah, this is in the fifties, and then yeah. you got like today. You know, uh, uh, of course, the the public and, and the way that people want to, um, you know, I watch guess, the like, movies and everything. Well, it's like it's Disneyfied, I guess. Like they yeah. have a, they have a formula, and goddamn it, they're sticking to it. Yeah, you got your Michael Bay's. You got Michael Bay. Uh, he's never going to make anything that's as good as a, an Akira <sighs> Kurosawa's, like the most shitty movie that he could have ever made. You know, Michael Bay will never fucking touch it because, but at the same time, it's what people want right now, yeah. right? I mean, I have an appreciation for popcorn flicks. Like, you, you right. know, you just, sometimes you want to go see Independence Day and just see major landmarks get blown up. Mm-hmm. But so far as like serious dramas or well made movies, like, they don't even have to be dramas. They can be like objectively, it's a stupid fucking movie, but if it's made really well, then you can't really yeah. fight it. Like uh, Rashomon, Ra- the the way that that movie flows and all of the different storytellings and the different views and everything, you, you're almost never going to find that now. Yeah, it did take a lot of talent. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that maybe Darren Aronofsky was on his way. Like he could have been uh, there <laughs> before but, Noah. Yeah, yeah, but then he made Noah and Mother. And I didn't even watch Mother. I, I, I just, was, I, ugh. I can't get past J Law, like her, yeah, fucking drunken personality. I don't think it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, like um, she's kind of the same in every movie I've seen, and I've seen like three of those stupid fucking Hunger Game movies. <laughs> and uh-huh. I hated it. Like what? Well, uh, and then, and I'm uh, mean, she might redeem herself because, like, I didn't like Twilight either, but. Uh, Kirsten Stewart. She's done some decent stuff since then. Uh, yeah, Kirsten Stewart and uh, New Batman. 
Yeah, new Batman. Right. Oh fuck! Don't get me on the lighthouse. I'll freak uh, out. Again. We already talked about that. You can't talk. Uh, about it. We already uh, talked. About it. But it's so good looking. Yeah. Well, when does it come out? Soon, right? Oh, it's got to be soon. I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> like, yeah. just, oh, dude, it looks so good. Um, one more trailer I want to mention because we are October 18th. Sh- hey. There you go. Up, oh, I'm, I'm out. I'm gonna yep. watch that twice in a row. Yep. But another movie I want to mention because shit on Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. This one might be good. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Ni- Knives oh, no, out. this is uh, Knives Out. You're talking yeah, about Knives, Knives Out? out. Yeah. It's it actually, freaking... it's really fucking good. Yeah, mystery movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Got Ryan like... Johnson, and I wouldn't have credited Last Jedi if I was him, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of like possibly the new Clue movie. Yeah, it might be. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you can't judge it by a trailer, and I really kind of hope they don't go overboard with the trailers because they were really mm-hmm. the tendency yeah, in the yeah. recent years is to blow all the fucking plot points, and you're like, okay, exactly, and then you know exactly what happened. I'm like, oh shit, I saw that in the trailer. But, yeah, um, yep. It's got Anna Diarmas, you know, fucking cute. Uh, Tony Collette, Eddie Pierce. I don't know what she's in. Chris Evans. Hey. Yeah. Uh Cap- Daniel, Daniel Craig. Hey. Yep. Jamie Lee Curtis. Captain Bond, you know? That kid from fucking It who played Stuttering <laughs> Bill. Stuttering Bill. Yeah. That's uh Jaden Martell. I mean it's got Michael Shannon, Christopher Plummer, Don Johnson, like Jesus, it's got everybody. Yeah, it's got a really good cast. It looks good. It looks, yeah, it looks really, like really a good, good mystery. Cause at first I was like, fucking Ryan Johnson. Whatever. <clears throat> Ryan Johnson. Uh, yeah, and then I watched the trailer. You know, I gave it. You know what? You know, I was like, "All right, let's just yeah, let's just give it a chance." Gave it a chance. It looked like, I'm, yeah, I'm down to watch it. And I'm interested too, because like, if you watch the trailer, there's a lot of visual cues, mm-hmm. like definitely stylized moments where, like, uh, Daniel Craig sitting there is like, "Oh, I suspect there's been foul play or whatever." One of the scenes had like a thousand knives in a circle pointed right to his head. Yeah. So I'm already like, oh fuck, maybe he did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so it looks a little more stylized, probably a little more tight story wise. Like he wrote it and he wrote Looper too, which wasn't bad for a second. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. It wasn't great, but it was still pretty good. Yeah, solid sci fi. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Bruce Willis was good in it and the Jason, Joe, Gordon Levitt. Yep. Like, he was pretty J- good. JGL. Yeah, JGL. Good old JGL. But yeah. I mean, maybe he just was over his head in uh, Last Jedi, which I couldn't really blame him for. But yeah. if you're over I your mean, head, definitely reach out to somebody like, hey, fuck, dude. <laughs> well, there, there was a whole lot going on with that movie and the production and pre-production. And then, of course, it's probably sure hard. Kind of bound by what Disney wants to. Like you yeah. gotta keep keep that in mind. Like they have their formulas, and they're like, we know what the audience needs. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then of course no, you have to. No work. movie exceeds when they have too much studio interference. Yeah, and then he had to work with what he what happened before, even though he was just going off of the fucking like Netflix description of the movie. You yeah. know, he still had to be like, oh, there's these characters here. Okay, let's keep them in this movie, I guess. <laughs> 
So it might not be entirely Ryan Johnson's fault. Right. So, I mean, it's definitely like, I'm sure he had something to do with it, but I'm sure Disney yeah. harangued him into yeah. following a fucking pattern. And right. Fuck, but fuck. I've been kind of scorned. So, you know, yeah. he no, owes sh- it to me. I don't owe it to him. Yeah. So he better. <laughs> <laughs> knives out better be good. Yeah. Ni- yeah. Knives out, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, damn it. Like, Prove me wrong, buddy. Like, I'll give you the shot. Like, I'm not going to go on with any preconceived notions because it's a yeah. mystery movie. I mean, like, the cast is really great, though. So Yeah, no. and if I walk in, figure it out in five minutes, and that's what happens, then I'll be oh, pissed. I, all, I right, all right, all right. Like, all right, motherfucker. Like, I gave yeah. you two turns, and you've, you've burned me twice. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's but, it. Um, this relationship is over. <laughs> Ryan Johnson, never, never trusting in you again. Yeah, that guy's uh, coming out November 27th. November 27th. Perfect. I'm sure. If you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. Yep, that'll be a great uh, Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, watch a family tear itself apart like everyone yep. was going to do anyway. Yep, during Thanksgiving. Yeah. Grandma, yep. the turkey's too dry. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, what else? What? Oof! Good God! Sorry, that was cool. Oh, oh, uh, oh what cool. else we got? Um, closing in on updates for patches. Oh yeah, patches. Shit is fucking lit, fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where you'd insert that. <laughs> there you go. Um. I got most of them on. I got a couple coming in the mail still, so it's got like a good handful of like um, metal cover album patches. Mm-hmm. The majority is black metal. Sorry, of course, of course. But I got a good portion of the front done. I got another grip in the mail, so I got a Bell Witch Mastodon and a sleep patch to fit in somewhere. Yeah, and this long cool bullet patch so it's like a yeah. like a bullet belt but a patch yeah like like a bandolier i guess you'd call it mm-hmm. so i got that i got a sew on and i got a couple one for uncle acid and the deadbeats and if you haven't heard of them i highly highly recommend them oh yeah 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 they're yeah solid i dig it yeah they play uh <clears throat> retro instruments by the way so like what they the record their retro shit. instrument like like older instruments, like shit you'd play back in the <laughs> Okay. Hey, kind of the Jack White aesthetic, I suppose you'd like equate it to, where you play, gotcha. they play older shit. Okay. So okay. Like just, you know, play on those effects. It's kind of like Black Sabbath if John yeah. Lennon was singing for him. It's the best I can describe it. Yeah. Sure. That'll work. I'd, yeah. I got that. Uh, <clears throat> a Hail Satan patch I got to put on there somewhere. Perfect. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Uh, yeah. I did get my White Ward album in, and Ooh. when I ordered uh, the White Ward album, White Ward album, I did get. Um, they gave me this CD for a Mutter line. Um, oh, really? Yeah, they yeah they threw in a, a CD as well. I have not listened to it yet. I'm sorry. Um, That's I pretty cool though. Soon, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the no free swag. 
yeah, for some yeah, some free swag. I'm definitely gonna check it out. The first track uh, interests me. Uh, it called uh, "Lesbians, Whores, and Witches." So, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna check that out. But yeah, the White Ward album looks super cool. I think I posted it to our Instagram. Check Fair that enough. out. And uh, again, I cannot talk about White Ward enough. Oh, uh, yeah, going back good. to the first part of this podcast where we're talking about metal. That fucking album is so fucking good. Yeah, I, I guess I saw them get posted on the uh, post-metal page on Reddit. Oh, really? Yeah. So good. it's like, I think it's just because it's more experimental. Like, it is black metal, but it's kind of got that experimental vibe to it. So like, yeah. they don't they don't pigeonhole themselves into one fucking... Like, oh, we got to sound like this, and we got to sound like this the whole album. Like, no, they like take different instruments and fuck yeah, them. Yeah, they're they're not just frigid cold cold north. They're yeah. actual. They got that black metal noir going. Yeah, it's so really cool. Good. But um, final patch update. I got the rocker patch, which says "Bringer of Chaos," and my big ass over back patch. Oh yeah, gotta rock that over. Yeah, I'm happy. I'd, I had the wife help me out with that one because I don't know how to use her sewing machine and I didn't want it to fall off. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want to uh, look shitty. Yeah. Aside from that, I hand sewed everything so far. And once again, you know what? It's okay to ask for help. Yeah, I mean, it's either that or I gum up her works and I get yelled at for busting a oh, yeah, $100 sewing machine. Sewing machines are expensive. Yeah, dude. Like, I technically bought that fucking thing. I don't want to ruin it either. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, don't leave this to price. me. It's gonna be gross. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so we got metal. We got some movies. We got the miscellaneous uh, vest patch update. Uh, I think uh, we can draw it to a close. Sure. I guess. Cool. It's, oh shit. How long have we been going? Like over an hour. Uh, it's been over an hour. We started. Yeah. Started about. Oh, yeah. Mm, just a little, a little over an hour ago. Sit through this, guys. And yeah, gals and uh, everyone yeah. else in between. And We're also, in... thanks for thanks for listening and sitting through yeah. it. I really yeah. appreciate. It. We accept everyone. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, we'll call it. Um, again, I am uh, Metal Ginger on Instagram. Uh, check and us out at Triple M Podcast on Instagram. Six 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 sloth on Reddit. Yeah. Um, all right, so I will uh, we'll, we'll cut it here, and everybody, uh, you know, stay metal. Stay metal. All right. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Duncan is here to keep you running with a much-needed taste of normal. To work, home, or work from home. With the coffee you like, just the way you like it. Whether that's a small, hot black coffee, your daily 2 p.m. latte, or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant and a medium iced coffee with oat milk, one sugar, two pumps of caramel, one pump hazelnut, a swirl of French vanilla, and a shot of espresso. I call it my p.m. pep rally. You should really try it. Whatever it is that gets you running, Duncan's got you and always will. America runs on Duncan.